Okay, let's do this. Cage, what is going on? First of all, one of my best friends, thank you so much for being here. Love you, thank you. So today we are going to be talking a little bit more about you and mm. your business, mm -hmm. Uncaged. Hell yeah. That's so dope. <laughs> Thank you. Hence to play your on my name. name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So within that, how did you go from? Well, we'll talk. We'll dive into this. Okay. But yeah, yeah. I want to talk about how we went from health and fitness coach mm. to videographer ah, okay, and the journey okay. there. Okay. Because it was an interesting one, <laughs> and but I think that. It's been really cool to see that journey and where you are now. Thank you. Because you are literally thriving. Thank so you. I let's dive that. in. I want to start too, before we even like talk about me more deeply, I want to talk about, or just more so give you a compliment. Oh, because as we encompass this whole journey for anyone who doesn't know, it's like you've been there pretty much like the entire way through reception of like NLCA days to like current day now. And to watch your journey start from like where you were to where you are now starting a fucking podcast is like, it's so exciting to me because this feels so genuine to who you are. And I feel like so many people are like waiting on your doorstep of like, when is Alice going to do something like this? Or like drop like a podcast or like give us information about like coaching and business because like we want to hear you. So the fact that you're doing these conversations, I wanted to tell you that like this is a really cool step. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And, and I'm honored to be here. Oh, dude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First five podcasts. Let's freaking go. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like, you know, obviously you are the mastermind behind mm -hmm. my content on mm -hmm. social media. If you guys follow me at Alex Hates Running, I'll plug mm -hmm. myself here. I guess I can. It's my own podcast, right? <laughs> but um, if you follow me, Cage is the mastermind behind this content. Mm -hmm. And it's been an interesting journey trying to figure out my style or what I'm trying to go for because yeah. like, I feel like I am better in long form. Mm -hmm. So I've been, you know, thinking about and talking about starting a podcast for the longest time because I can talk, talk, talk anyone's ear mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. um, but it's harder for me to have like really succinct captions. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you've really like helped with that, with like getting my message across in a yeah, unique way yeah. to me. I think I think what's really cool is you said you weren't good on short form. You're better on long form, which I think is true. But I think you're also really good on short form more than you <laughs> give yourself credit for because. Okay. It's very difficult with some people to bring out a personality or extract who they are because sometimes one of the biggest things is they don't even know who they are when I'm trying to capture someone and bring that to light. And yeah. I think you shine so bright. And I think the evidence there as well is like on the comments on every single post we put up is like, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, this is so you. Like, this is so your personality. <laughs> Everything you do is so aligned with that. So I think you're doing amazing at that. And my biggest joy is to find that within people like you and obviously I have an upper edge because like we know each other so well mm -hmm. that I have already had like a lot of background into who you are and like mm. your personality yeah, so I can more helps. so like come straight onto the scene with you and be like okay like this is who we're gonna bring out and who we're gonna portray on screen because it is you we're not portraying mm. someone else this is like you right. so that has been really enjoyable to kind of bring that to light yeah mm -hmm. and I think that like we have worked so much on that because mm -hmm. I mean, if you guys just scroll back on my social media, mm -hmm. I pretty much <laughs> went ghost for like a year because <laughs> I did not enjoy posting. Yeah. Like it wasn't something I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that came down to, I didn't like what I was talking about mm -hmm. and I didn't like what, you know, the typical coach would talk about with mm -hmm. like macros and how to do this exercise and things like that. It's yeah. just, not something that's really true to who like I am anymore yeah, or like yeah. something that I'm like super passionate about talking about. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of a little bit frustrated and just was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah. So if you are a coach listening that is struggling mm -hmm. with your social media, just know that's normal. You yeah. go through different phases. Like when I was 
super into bodybuilding. Like I loved talking about that stuff mm-hmm. because that's what I was doing. That was yeah. the phase of life I was in. But as I kind of like transitioned out of that, it got to be a little bit different. So you kind of just have to, I feel like go with the waves of life, but that is something that you do a really yeah. good job of with like figuring out with each individual client, like what mm-hmm. phase of life they're in and what is going to be natural for them to talk about. So let's go back to mm-hmm. younger cage. Oh, wow. Okay. So how young? Let's talk about you in, let's say, high school years. Oh, boy. Okay. Were you always so creative and able to just bring out that side of people, like your friends? or Yeah, um, Because I think that's something you do really well now. So, yeah, is that something that has always been natural to you? I don't know if I would coin it as natural, but it's it's interesting you go to high school specifically. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take it a step further back maybe like childhood Mm, like some of the earliest memories I have is Mm. like arts and crafts is like one of my (laughs) so this is also like a point to my personality of like I just love to sit down and and grind is such a a marketing word but like grind on Mm. something (laughs) one of my earliest memories of like one of those core childhood memories Mm -hmm. is I would take like that craft paper like the colored craft paper yeah and we had this big armchair I don't know why it's so vivid in my head in my basement as a kid Uh I would take I took like a stack of maybe like a thousand to five hundred pieces of that craft paper and you know it's like those little paper chains yeah, that you would make yeah oh my gosh <laughs> I sat down there for like a whole weekend and like that's like creativity to me is like just like finding something like that and I just made grinded. a paper chain of like 2,000 links and just lined it the whole way up to the second floor of the house oh my so gosh. to go back to that stage mm-hmm. yeah I love like creativity stuff like that finding ways to just make something out of nothing like turn this stack of paper Mm. into this giant chain link that I can just take around my entire house so fun stuff like that absolutely fast forwarding back to high school which is where you went Uh is where this whole evolution kind of bubbled up from Mm. more specifically Um, my mom was always shoving a camera in my face as like the the typical mom of like on vacation like guys please just like give me one photo and like us kids being like the the little shits that we are we're like fine mom fuck it's like we would turn our grins from just like pissed off to like, hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> we're mm-hmm. a family photo. Yep. But like looking back, she she did like the creative memories too, where like she made these whole Oh my gosh, books. my mom was so into the scrapbooking club. <laughs> I think we talked oh about that. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> but like I got to see that my entire growing up. Yeah. And it turned from like my little like 13 year old shit brain of like mom just taking fucking photos of us uh-huh. again to like now she like gives us these albums and like mm, as like adults, this special. is like so pure. Mm-hmm. And so seeing that firsthand for myself and like those memories has been now an honor to kind of take up that that baton myself mm. in a way in this this new kind of exploration phase um, but to go back to the high school then so that was all kind of building up to that point yeah. in high school I got my hands on actually it started with I took a photoshop course so just like one of those like, electives oh, cool. that you would do yeah. I was like this sounds fun um, I just need an elective to pick I'm kind of cool with computers I was a gamer at that time and everything mm-hmm. so getting into that <laughs> world was like that. yeah I want to like just like keep on like mending and building things mm-hmm. I did the photoshop course and I was like oh this is this is cool. Ooh. I can like make something out of nothing, like yeah. that exact same like stack of paper mm-hmm. situation. So I would take these photos and just like manipulate them in weird ways and like do funny things to like other kids of like take their their picture of their face and put it on like a monkey or something <laughs> yeah. and then, like send it out I can on Twitter. High school kids <laughs> doing this. Yeah. The cool kids come to you'd be like, bro, can you take the, the picture of this guy and put him on on this animal? Because I want to post this on Twitter and put this caption. I was like, All right, I got you. <laughs> and I was like, the background of those things is like uh-huh. the popular kid of like making fun of like another popular kid but like I would be the one making the photo so he can go do it publicly (laughs) and it was such just like a joy Uh but anyways that ignited like the kind of spark behind the um, like what I want to start like playing around doing with this so then I took it from okay cool like I can take pictures off of line and kind of make these manipulations Or I can take my own photos and use my own scenes and use my own everything and then build that same thing. Like it's, I have complete manipulation over this entire world now. Yeah. So I picked up a camera, I started taking photos and that was around the time like everyone like was popping off on like vlogs on like the YouTube, like that golden era. So I was like, I got one of those tripods and I was like filming myself. I was like, I'm going to start a vlog. Oh my gosh, I didn't know you did that. I think all the videos are private, but like I did a couple back in the oh, day. Oh, you should unprivate those. <laughs> yeah. I need to see those immediately. I'll put them in, I'll put them in the friend group. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. 
Um, but like that's where I started then with the camera, and uh-huh. then ever since then it was just like it was like more and more fascination. That was probably like um, year after high school. It started in high school. That was just like casually out of high school, because um, like I did. We can talk about this maybe more in depth at, at some point. Mm-hmm. But I did like that whole road trip around the country yeah, at that yeah. same kind of right. era where I was picking up this mm-hmm. camera. So I was really just exploring myself and like what I want to do, as we all do in that era. Um, and that then passion for the camera turned into like a like I started building like a studio when I was 19 and first moved to Austin wow but at the time still it was just like it was just straight passion I was just like I have extra money this is kind of like what I want to play with so like I built a studio didn't think anything of it and at that time I knew nothing about business but I was like I want to start like a photography business like people there's got to be a way for like people to like pay me for this because I love doing this and like everyone always talks about matching your passion Mm -hmm. with what like people will pay you for so I was like and 19 years old at this time. At 19, this is wow. when I first moved to Austin. True dropped, entrepreneur. <laughs> dropped out of college. I was like, I can't do that shit. Wow. Went on my road trip around the country, moved a month later to Austin, mm-hmm. started this. Um, I was working for a start. I started at Facebook and then I worked for a startup. And then during that startup era is where I was like, I was working right under a CEO of a mm-hmm. $40 million company. Oh casual and I just saw like the mountains he was able to move with just like a wave of a finger and that's wow. what kind of really ignited like the entrepreneur like oh mm. I want to do that yeah I want to do something like that um cool so then I kept on that's going off of a, a separate tangent to keep the the current one going um I started that where I just like built a little studio but like I didn't have any clients so I was mm-hmm. just doing like kind of casually and I had no idea where to take it and it just kind of fizzled out. But that was like the first desire of like, if I started a business, it would probably be something like photography or like wow. video at the time. And like through that, mm-hmm. obviously even going back to you making uh, construction paper yeah. chains <laughs> yep, out of yep. 2,000 pieces of paper <laughs> as a kid. I'm proud of and that one. then seeing you now and just the ultimate like, grind like mm. you have your blinders on mm-hmm. when you are obsessed with a project you just mm. go 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 like working until 6 30 in the morning <laughs> um it's very similar to that and mm-hmm. so you've always kind of been once you find like a creative outlet that you're super mm-hmm. passionate about it's like mm-hmm. no stop full yeah. focus in yeah. so that has been something that has been a very common theme throughout your life and i think mm-hmm. it's really cool and brave to at 19 years old travel mm-hmm. the country land Thank somewhere because you. you're from pennsylvania <laughs> yeah. so going all the way across the country landing in austin mm-hmm. of all places and you were you're kind of like an og here oh yeah in austin because <laughs> yeah. if you guys don't know uh mm-hmm. everybody in austin is not actually from austin no so when you meet someone it's like how long have you been in austin mm-hmm. everyone's a transplant here which is kind of cool because mm-hmm. it's like a melting pot but you were very, very like og austin and I'll i feel it. like i met you five years into your austin journey really yeah honestly four, four or five years yeah yeah so at that point, so you were mm-hmm. 19, you were um, doing, you know, your photography studio and like really trying mm-hmm. to make that happen, but you said it kind of fizzled out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I met you in your health and fitness coach era. So how mm-hmm. did we transition from that yeah. into health and fitness coaching? Was it because you realized your calves are so big, you have to do something with these. They cannot be contained. Did you write that in the notes? I did. <laughs> she was like, bring that one quote. So how did you go from that to yeah. swapping? Well, so that was the the tangent that I would have, what I was about to, the sparse on, but I wanted to keep on track with the other one. Okay. Um, my time in Austin, because I literally just passed six years down here now. Wow. So like, I, I guess that's Congrats. OG enough. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of wild. True Austin, I be like, he's fake. <laughs> There's a couple out there. Um, but no, so I, I describe it in like, if I'm like at a party, I'm just like someone introduced myself of like just very casually quickly. I kind of describe it as like climbing up the rungs of a ladder. Mm-hmm. And like each year I've been here has been like kind of a new rung of that ladder mm-hmm. because I started when I first moved down, well, to give the full start, when I first moved down, I was yeah. like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Fast forward six years, it's like the best decision I could have right. ever done to just like move somewhere. I, mm. I called the guy that I found, which was just like on a, a text base, like matching you with a random roommate. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I have a room for 800 bucks. I was like, cool, I'll be down in a week. I gave him a call. I was like, you're a real person, right? He's like, sure I am. I was like, all right, all right, I'm coming, man. See you soon. You promise? Thank you, promise. <laughs> yeah. So I moved down here. I was like, all right, 
here I am, no job set up, no nothing. Wow. And it was like, I just got to figure this out now. Um, and thankfully, through a different connection that I made on a different roommate search, I just became friends with someone who worked at Facebook. Mm. He got me in a job for just like a casual contracting position. Um, and it was perfect for the first year. Like it wasn't like crazy. I could just kind of figure out my own shit while still having this secure thing. Um, but it was still like that, that I just wanted to, one of the main reasons I moved down here was like the business culture, people, everything, mm-hmm. and everything yeah. was so fast paced that I wanted to kind of get up to speed with that. So it gave me time during that to um, do like what was called a value prop to position myself or more so market myself to a company, mm-hmm. which then was a startup, which was mm-hmm. that second rung of okay. that ladder I'm talking about. So that's the story I was quickly telling you about like yeah, working yeah. under the CEO of like, oh my God, right. this man can move mountains. He's built this magnificent thing. He's branching internationally. This is incredible. So I worked for two years for him doing influencer marketing. Um, and this is actually adding to the story too. Doing that influencer marketing turned me on to this whole world of social mm. and like how how much is going on out there, like kind of under the scenes. Yeah. So I, now you're like linking your photography passion mm-hmm. and creativity and now you're like oh there's a social aspect mm-hmm, of it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's where like the yeah. business comes into play then too because like watching him be the entrepreneur of this entire massive company was beautiful i was like i want to go kind of like get my own more independent out there um so i got my real estate license and then was doing apartment locating for mm-hmm. a year which was kind of like the next step up because now i don't have like a boss telling me like these are your tasks for the day yeah, yeah. it was more so of like here's your goal for this year right go do that like we're still giving you leads so it's still kind of like casually under like house of like employment but like it's still your thing Mm -hmm. so like that was the next step and like that kind of entrepreneur of like okay now i've got like this is my responsibility i gotta go do this so that was like the third rung where i was doing that apartment locating yeah i feel like i met you on the tail end of that exactly exactly yes because that's the then the fourth rung of that Mm -hmm. ladder is where i signed up for nlca yeah because that was the point where to really fill in the story of like the real estate market went to shit. It was during like the COVID time. So it was mm-hmm. amazing. And then within the span of a month, it was the worst thing imaginable. So I was like, mm. I, what the fuck do I do? Mm-hmm. And this entire time, it was like, I, my lifting, my passion for fitness has always been there. Like yeah. underlying this has been the consistent thing the entire way through, um, as I know many of us can relate with. So that was the thing of like, okay, so the same way that in the beginning when I was talking about the photography thing of like, okay, I love photography. How can I make this with the business? As at that point, I was like, I, my focus shifted because I wasn't pursuing photography as much, mm-hmm. seriously. Right. But like I was doing fitness so intensely, I was like, how can I make this the thing? Um, and I had a couple other friends that were like very, at least casual friends that were like fitness coaches. So I was mm-hmm. like, that's proven. That's a thing. I can go do that. I feel confident in that. Yeah. Um, and that's when I got turned on to NLCA. Yeah. And I jumped into that program and that made that investment in myself when anything. And I was awesome. like this is now it. Like, yeah. this is, like, I gotta fucking make this work. Yeah. Um, and, and you saw, like, you got into that because mm-hmm. you already had this passion. Mm-hmm. The career is kind of crumbling with COVID mm-hmm. and just the mm-hmm. situation, not yep. because of anything that you did, but just the, you know, environment we were mm-hmm. in. And you saw other people doing this successfully. You're exactly. like, okay, this is real. This is tried and true. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they were also in NLCA as students, right? The mm-hmm. people that you're thinking of. Which people are you thinking well, of? Well, I'm thinking of like our mutual friends. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how you got into mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then I had just moved to Austin pretty recently, like in a couple, like it was like a couple months I had moved here. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to line up the, the <gasps> timeline in my head because I, I think I joined NLCA like 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was like fall of 2021. It was a fall. It was fall season. And then, so we, I was, you know, on, I was very new to Austin. So Mm -hmm. on like my hunt to make friends and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. Mm -hmm. And we did a lot, like very frequently went to coffee shops and all Mm -hmm. like work together and stuff because, you know, uh, working online can be isolating sometimes. Absolutely. Lonely. So super lonely. Mm -hmm. So making friends in this space if you're working Mm -hmm. remotely is super important. So I went to this coffee shop with some of these mutual friends. There was this girl there who brought her friend Cage. And I was like, oh, I think I recognize your name from the NLCA students. And then 
it, you just stuck. Yeah, you just stuck. I just stuck. stuck. I, I stuck love in that. your life. You stuck that in my life from there. The way we, to give everyone background on our stories yeah. too, is like everyone just like came into our circle in very weird, random circumstances and everyone just stuck. And it was yeah. like, oh, this is meant to be. So that was like mm-hmm. the origin. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you were going through NLCA as a student, mm-hmm. had invested in yourself in that way. Mm-hmm. But there, there are pieces along the way where you're doing scary as shit things yeah. and you're just like yeah this is just casual this is just my life i'm gonna move across the country and i'm 19 yeah. and you know just figure it out i'm gonna mm-hmm. get a random roommate on the internet mm-hmm. and now i'm gonna like invest you know thousands of dollars into my yeah. uh, new career here yeah. so what gives you the audacity no i'm just kidding what gives you yeah. the um <laughs> bravery, courage Thank to you. continue to invest in yourself and do these scary things because mm-hmm. that is not something that comes natural to many people. Yeah, no, that I mean, so taking it back to just prior to Austin was probably like my first big one of those jumps. Well, actually, it was the, the college thing because the, the thing that gives me that bravery, courage, whatever, it doesn't come naturally. Interesting. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like, it's more so you have to put yourself in a situation or at least I found myself because I wasn't necessarily like seeking out an uncomfortable situation. Mm -hmm. But at home, my mom, to preface this, is the fucking superhero of my entire life right now. She's amazing. I'll sing her praises on the rooftop for the rest of my life. But right before I moved to Austin, like that year prior, um, she was just in a very, very like um, catastrophizer mindset mm. of like anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And as like a budding like 17, 18 year old living yeah. in that environment is like, man, I just drove five minutes, five minutes up the road to work and I got a text of like, hey, did you make it safe? And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. You're thinking about me, but like it was five minutes and nothing's <laughs> gonna happen to me on a five minute drive. And like that little mm. example is like, oh, that's sweet. She's thinking about you. Yeah. But it was like every single time, mm-hmm. every single time I'm doing anything. So it felt very suffocating. Yeah. So when I'm talking about finding myself in an uncomfortable environment, as like, again, that 17, 18 year old budding male is like, I want to go do these things. I have these big passions and dreams. Mm-hmm. Every time I voiced those in the household, it was more so met with, well, what if this happens? What if this goes wrong here? What if you fail here? What's your backup plan here? Mm-hmm. And that a conversation being, every time I had a dream, Every time that conversation was met with like the what if of the worst case scenario, mm, yeah. it was destructive. It was like, how am I supposed to go do this if that's what's being met? Not with someone who's yeah. like, what if that happens? Amazing. Yeah. So that was, right. again, the situation where it kind of forced that bravery because I saw my life like it was like one of those just like very macro perspective, like zoom out moments where it's like, this is the path I'm going on where like every single time I have a dream, it's being met with like someone being very like, uh, just like put, put you down. Mm. It was like, that's not gonna work. So you just need to go do this traditional route, which like to my mom was go to college, get a f- degree, go for finance or something like that. That's mm-hmm. what I was in school for. Yeah. And I saw my life in that macro moment. It's like, I can follow this path where it's just like very plain flat along the curve everyone does the same thing mm-hmm. it's safe it like gets you through life totally. or I can take this dream that like I'm trying to like find encouragement around that like goes out there to the the star realm I'm mm. like that's the one I want to go for and I feel totally. like we all have that but I had to put myself I, I didn't have to put myself I found myself in that situation where I was like I have these two options where it's like, that is the rest of my life over there, or I make some wild fucking decision to go do something absurd, like drive around the country and then move across the entire country after that month, sitting in the back of my car, sleeping in Walmart parking lots just to explore life outside my home city. And that was the biggest decision I could have ever made for myself. And I honestly recommend people too. Sometimes there's decisions that are requiring of like small, steady action Mm -hmm. over a long period of time that is just like what builds your discipline and will kind of really steadily carry you through these, these dream scenarios. But then there's other decisions where it's like, there's not one small step you can make tomorrow that's gonna actually get you to that point. It might be moving across the entire crazy fucking country yeah it's something where it's like you you're kind of like you're you're in like almost like a muddy pit 
and it's like up to your your shoulders and it's like you can't just like make a wiggle and just like hope to get out of it because as soon as that one little wiggle is done then the, the mud just re-solidifies it's like no you have to launch yourself out of it because then you can fully get out of that environment into a new situation and then in that new situation then you can make those small little incremental changes again yeah so that's what I found myself is like, I have to make this giant leap. Otherwise, you're gonna get stuck. I'm going to make these little wiggles my whole mm -hmm. life and just keep on questioning of like, why isn't it working? Why can't I get out? Yeah. And it's like, you have to propel yourself out. So yeah, every, every mm -hmm. single time I've been in one of those times where it's like, I'm faced with a big fucking decision. I look back on that decision I made, which was like was my first big yeah. massive one. And it, like I said, I think earlier, I was like looking back six years ago at the decision, it's like the best thing I could have yeah. ever done. And now you're like, well, I survived that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I can pretty much survive anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. really cool. It's just building up those reps where it's like, mm -hmm. when anything. this is hard, but yeah. I've done it before and I mm -hmm. know I can continue to do it again. Yeah. And I definitely can relate with feeling like you kind of have to do something crazy mm -hmm. and drastic mm -hmm. sometimes with mm -hmm. being in Ohio and you know, going down that path of, okay, you know, I'm going to be a nurse and Dylan's going to be an engineer mm -hmm. and we're going to build a house <laughs> and we're going to start a family and we're going to do the white picket fence. <laughs> and we just woke up one day, we're like, huh? Yeah. Wait, wait, this isn't our dream. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're going to move to Texas and quit our jobs and do, you know, yeah. um, obviously that is the best decision we've mm -hmm. ever made. But looking back, I'm like, that was insane but you make it through. And so yeah. the next hard thing, you can make it through that. And the next hard thing, you're like, well, I proved to myself I can do it. Yeah, yeah. And just like proving to yourself that you can do it over and over and over again, which mm -hmm. is cool. So anyways, you're an NLCI student. You mm -hmm. are uh, grinding on your health and fitness mm -hmm. coaching career. You have clients. You're doing in-person and online, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Okay. So from there... Take us, take How the us. Fuck do I get here? Yeah, <laughs> from there, I, I'm trying to decide like where where we wouldn't go from this. But you are you. you are presented with like an opportunity. Like you're mm -hmm. re doing really really well within mm -hmm. your you know coaching. You have a whole business. You're mm -hmm. doing super well. Like you are, yeah, thriving in that arena. Mm -hmm. Yet this opportunity kind of presents itself, and we don't have to go like too far into anything, but you have this road in front of you where it's like, wow, I'm mm. presented with this past passion that I've mm -hmm. had mm -hmm. for videography to do this with a, you know, a close friend mm -hmm. and make this my career, but I have to transition out of, you know, health and fitness coaching. Mm -hmm. How is that decision-making process for you or kind of dive into that a little bit and you can I'll dive the, into it. i give the whole as, story, yeah. Okay. Well, not, not deep into that yeah, one. Yeah, as much but as like, you want to talk about. I'll set up like the before, the the big points of that happening and then the after because sure. that's a really cool fucking story. Yeah, it is at cool. Th at this point in my life, is a really cool story okay. to tell. <laughs> it was a little <laughs> now, dicey earlier, but... But yeah. it led you to where you are now. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, I just think it's cool that how you keep challenging yourself and doing hard Thank things. Yeah. And when an opportunity presents itself, mm -hmm. you don't hesitate to take that yeah, to better, yeah. you know, your life. And yeah, we'll just dive into that because I think it's yeah. really special. Thank you. I appreciate it. So yeah, to give the background on like going from, because I know we're like building a whole story arc, um, as like the NLCA. <laughs> you taught me well. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing yeah, really good at this. Um, so and that NLCA, when I took that big opportunity, it was like, okay, now fully investing into myself again. That, that was the next rung on that ladder that I was taking at that point. I was like, okay. So before I had like all these dreams, like watching the CEO do his thing, build a company, entrepreneur, step out to real estate, kind of be under my own house, like make my own decisions at that point. And then fully stepping into like, okay, now it's just me. Like mm -hmm. I made this investment. This is my business now. Yeah. There's no one that's taking care of like the, the back end leads. There's no nothing. Mm -hmm. um, it was like, this is me. This is yeah. all my no to fall back on exactly it's you baby it's, let's go <laughs> yeah it's daunting as fuck and like i would lie my ass off if i said it wasn't there wasn't those moments in like the room late at night where it's like i mean i just made that decision mm -hmm. <laughs> but like the and that's so normal exactly that and it's yeah. like what you said earlier about doing the reps because mm -hmm. i've been in those situations before again again and again of like mm -hmm. when i first moved down here it was like that first week of like sitting in my room with like what did I just do? <laughs> I just do? And yeah. then you figure it out and it works. And like, I can look back and be like, that was the best decision ever. So mm -hmm. sitting in that environment when I made that decision, it's like, okay, there's no one coming to save me. I made the decision. This is what I'm doing. And like for that first little bit, you go through that first hump of like, 
fuck. And then after that, it's like, okay, no, I know how to do this. And that was what NLCA was like beautiful for because it was like, it lined out how to build a business. Yeah, it's like, here's your documents for this. Accountability. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not, they're not there to build your business for you, but it's like, here are right, the steps that totally. you can do to build your business. Yeah. Fulfill these things, here are your steps, go execute. And like, that is what gave me a lot of comfort. It was like, okay, there isn't just like this, this is actually cool because I'll get into the, the after story of it. Mm-hmm. But like, it gave me kind of like a roadmap of things to execute on to mm-hmm. say essentially, if you execute on these things, you will then have a business at the end of this road. And like, the execution part isn't simple, but at least I had that roadmap. Right. And like, that was what was just fantastic, beautiful. I was like, okay, cool. And then fast forward like a year into that after like going through the whole NLCI process like I was there like I executed mm-hmm. on the things and like I had a motherfucking it. business I was like it. holy shit yeah. it was magnificent and then that was like another one of those moments where I was like cool like the same like moving story I keep on going back to it was like that same thing where like the first week after making that investment because like the first week I didn't I didn't even get into the coursework <laughs> for a little bit I was like what did I just do again you're that student that comes in the call we're like so how's the course you're like yeah I didn't touch it <laughs> Great. <laughs> but then I found the courage to go in and like fully commit to that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. And then like, again, once I moved to that like kind of year mark down the road where I was mm-hmm. like, I then had a business. It was like, you can look back on that week that I didn't touch the coursework. And I was like, damn, like that was still like the best decision I could have mm-hmm. ever made. I didn't let that first week crumble me. I still yeah. took the steps and executed. And now you can use that experience mm-hmm. in your own like health and fitness clients or you, yeah. you could have mm-hmm. at the time with, okay, why I just got a new client and they're literally not doing anything. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Yeah, like, what yeah. am I doing something wrong? No, mm-hmm. they're probably just freaking scared and overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. So they need a little bit of extra help. So it helps you be like more empathetic towards those types of people. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Why I love getting into fitness, this whole business especially, is because it related so heavily to life. Like any analogy used in fitness would just be represented in like a life journey, like so one-to-one. It was really cool because like mm-hmm. exactly what you just said, like that journey of like going a year and like doing the first week where I did nothing. It's like, exactly, I can relate yeah. to a client in this way because they're doing the same thing, facing the same thing with their fitness journey, which has come naturally to me, but I can do the same thing with business where it's like, oh, this is the same journey that I walked. Mm-hmm. I can understand you. So it did, it helped me with those clients at that point. Yeah. Um, to preface the original story arc that we were working off of, during this whole kind of year-long phase of like going and building this business now and having this coaching company, it was like, okay, this is massive, this is amazing. One of the things that I love the most about it was making my own content, mm. where it was just like, okay, I still have a camera, and yeah. now one of the things NLCA is coaching you on is like, okay, you are now the face of this, like the marketing yeah. is you, so like, let's go figure this out, like let's yeah. go part, post content, mm-hmm. get attention, that's where you're gonna build your, your basis, and I built my clientele base on Instagram. Yeah, and that was because your marketing is Great. Thank and you. You're I appreciate funny. it. Yep, yeah. yep. So I let that personality shine. I had the camera in my hand. And through that process, it was like fast or back backtracking to like earlier when we were talking about like setting up the photography studio and mm-hmm. like when I said like that would be my first business thing, but yeah. I had no idea how to start a business back yep. then. Kind of fizzled out at that point. Now that I've building a business over the span of this year, I still have a camera in my hand, it's still a part of it. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I still really enjoy this, this camera dope. thing. Yeah. But now you're in content. front of the camera rather than shooting other people. Exactly. And like I still like thrived in that because like my personality is like I feel like it can come across really well. And I, I love coming across that way. Yeah. Um, and like building a mask sometimes to like be this character and just jump into like mm. different things, just like make this wild content. But like through that phase, I was like, this is something I tr- truly, truly enjoy as a part of the business. I didn't have any desire to make it the business at that point, mm. but it was like, it just started like bubbling back up to the surface of like, yeah. hey, you still really love doing this and it and kind that, of like reignited like, it. Yeah, and being good at content mm-hmm. as a business owner is something that's super important these days mm-hmm. to sell your service or your product. So the better that you can be at that, the more uh, successful you're gonna be things. as a business owner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So to continue along that, that story is like when what you were alluding to earlier of like a opportunity then came to me after a year into this business where I built it. I was like, okay, this is going really well. That passion kind of bubbled up for the videography. And as that was bubbling up, I was starting to just do it like very casually for mm-hmm. friends here and there. Um, and and I'll, I'll use names. Justin came over to me. He was like, hey, can you like record this thing for me? And just like a workout. Cause I was like, I was doing workout content. He's yeah. like, can you record this workout content for me? I was like, absolutely. That'd be amazing just super casually and i'm pretty sure 
we did a project during that time, right? Oh, yeah, for an ad. For your ads. Yeah, yeah. 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 Those came back up. That's, that's crazy because that was literally probably almost like two, like the year ago. Mm-hmm. It was either like early February or January. I was like, I know you're good at the camera. Mm-hmm. I need to film an ad. Can yeah, you help yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. So it was just like those conversations that started to come to the surface. And with Justin specifically, like amongst the other friends too, it was like, okay, can you start doing these things? And Justin was doing events at the time. And I was mm-hmm. like actually starting to film his events for him and like put together these like kind of event recap videos and just more like social content for him which was fun um, but like super casual and then he got presented at the time with the opportunity mm-hmm. as, as we know for yep. an investment into his company and was essentially able to bring me on full-time with this really lucrative beautiful like life abundant perfectly angelic timing yes. thing of like here's Every, your passion all the stars were aligning in it the most perfect way exactly You're like, this is crazy <laughs> yes universe thank you exactly so the opportunity was for a full-time position to essentially follow him around recording his events recording his social essentially mm-hmm. doing his entire social strategy and being that person recording everything i was like yeah. As, so again, like as that like passion was building up to the surface, I was doing it casually. That's why it was like beautiful time. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is cool. It's like the like, universe like giving me it. a little nudge like, of like, yeah. go do your thing, dude. I yep. was like, all right, cool. So like I, I fully stepped into that abundantly, mm-hmm. knowing I was still following my passion. It was still kind of like a secure, um, justified, like this makes sense. Mm-hmm. So in like a super abundant way, I let all my clients go and or just like hook them up with other coaches. So like, okay, I've got this like incredible mm-hmm. like W two position. Mm-hmm. with you know a company that I'm super aligned with and yep. I can do what I love and I'm so passionate about every single mm-hmm. day so you know I love coaching and my clients but I'm gonna mm-hmm. like you know let that go put them in a good spot mm-hmm. and move into this yep yep yeah. <laughs> and then I pursued that for the amount of about two months with him and it went all amazing everything was going peachy beautiful it was like the stars are still aligning mm-hmm. um and then comes two months and it turns out there's no money coming <laughs> at all. <laughs> we can laugh about it now, but at the time, you've just worked your ass off for two months. Yeah. And this, and this let's preface, this is mm-hmm. not a Justin thing. This, we, is, no, this no. has nothing to do with Justin. Mm-hmm. But there, <laughs> Where we, there we were. The, all these promises <laughs> turned out to be fake. Fake, yes, completely. And no money, no money coming in. You mm-hmm. have now let go of your clients. No business, no, no money. Business, no money. <laughs> Two months working your ass off, nothing to show for it. Zero. But you have a dope camera. That was the thing, yes. So like in these moments where it's just like, again, I can keep on going back to that that dark room all alone. Like when I moved down here, when I that first week in LCA, it was another one of those moments mm. where it was like, this is now like a what the fuck. And it was like, it doesn't, like, let me preface, like it doesn't make those moments any less easy. Yeah. Like you're still in that dark room for that whatever amount of time it ends up being. This one was a long time in that dark room because like it felt like I was like climbing that that rung of that ladder and I got to the top and it almost felt like that was like the platform that I just got to sit on and just Uh be like happy then and just like coast. And then as soon as I just like got like comfortable and just like sat down on that platform after I climbed my my ladder in this perfect scenario, I got up there and was like, it just dropped. Mm. And I just fell the whole way it almost felt felt like because it felt like I built all of these things, climbed that rung, rungs of the ladder and then nothing. And it felt like there was truly nothing, but what there truly was was still all my experience. Yeah, Everything so I, I've kind of worked for and built, not physically speaking anymore, but like in my repertoire of, of tools that I yeah, can now use. Your resume is so... Exactly fat now you know in your head (laughs) um and like what you've been able to do Mm -hmm. and you can lean back on those experiences you've had in the past of like having no money coming in having no job lined up having no family around Mm -hmm. like being in those positions you've done that before now multiple times and you've always like ended up better on the other side Mm -hmm. so like you said it doesn't make these situations any easier in the Mm -hmm. moment Mm -hmm. but you can lean back on those past experiences and know that you can absolutely get through hard things and the most successful people are able to continue to get back up Mm -hmm. and you just never know that next time that you get back up could be the one (laughs) and that kind of you know leads into what you were able to do from Mm -hmm. that position feeling like you're at your lowest low and how quickly you were able to 
get out of that and create the life that you're living now, which Mm -hmm. is so admirable and dope to watch because you were able to bounce back quicker out Mm -hmm. of that because of your experience. Exactly. And now you're able to, you know, do, and I'll let you go into that, but Mm -hmm. do what you do and (laughs) love it every single freaking day. And thank you. Probably just making more than you could have ever, you know, Mm -hmm. with what you're doing in the past. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So how did, how did you go from being in that low position to being like, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta bounce. Time (laughs) to move. This is like, again, it it goes back to the, this is really cool because it's just like doing essentially the same thing over and over again, but in different scenarios, environments, situations. So the moving situation where I saw that, like that, the the path of my life kind of going up towards the stars or just like flat across the way and just like being comfortable um, with that happening and just being like tossed to the side, essentially. It was the same exact thing here of like, I've built a coaching company before. I can go back to that, crawl back to my clients and be like, hey, I'm, I'm back. Like, I'm kind of doing the thing <laughs> again. Like, I know how I to mean, do that before. I mean, they would love you and they would go it, back. It was. But... Like, that's something I could do and I'm confident that I could have done. But there was, like, that bubbling of the, while I was doing that for the year, that bubbling again of the passion of mm-hmm. the, the videography and, like, making my own content. Yeah. And then doing this opportunity, it still was, even though it turned out to be, one of the worst things that happened to me, that worst thing was the, the best thing because it truly it showed me. It launched you. It launched me the fuck <laughs> off. Hard. Because, yeah. like, essentially, like, I got to sit on that platform, like I said, yeah. on top of that ladder. And I was like, oh, this is magnificent. I love exactly where this is. So it gave me, essentially, like, a peek into the future. Yeah, it was like, yeah. this is what you could it's do. like looking over the wall, like, oh. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. It was pretty green grass over mm-hmm. there. So That's I was like... Nice. That's a pretty cool life. And I got to live it for two months and truly be in that abundance. Even though that got pulled out from under me, it was then the act of like, okay, I can go back to the coaching thing. I know how to do that. It's comfortable. I don't know where that could lead, but I could go do this where I've seen where that can go. And that was like not the easy thing to do because this goes back to what I was saying earlier about the, the NLCA thing of like, you now have, like NLCA gave me the essentially like a roadmap of like, okay, here's your step one, two, three, execute on these one, two, three. This is how you build the business in this way. Mm -hmm. At the end of the year, it was true. I had the business. That was absolutely correct. Now it was a way of like, there's no roadmap. I don't, don't but you have, you can lean back on your experience. That was my roadmap at that point. Yes. So I I was able to use like the, the kind of core principles that NLCA gave me of how to build business and apply those now to this new path trajectory that I wanted to go down. Mm -hmm. Um, which is exactly what I did. And like that was the hardest thing because it, it was truly like shout out to my my girl Jen Richards for <laughs> giving me motivation on messy action, yeah. which is one of my biggest pieces of advice now going forward after living it yeah. um, is messy action because in that beginning phase, it was like, I don't know what the Dude, I do this. Like <laughs> yeah. I have the core principles, but it was still just like I have to like essentially make my own service, make my own thing, like prove it works, help these people in this way. And like I, I had the the market research at least now like in that world of coaching. Mm-hmm. And, and like we were kind of touching on earlier of like, okay, I love the the content piece of it. And now having like a network of other coaches going through this, yeah. I can see the people that have like fully pursued it to the nth degree, like you have, where it's like you now are you have like this successful, beautiful, amazing coaching company but you're still the face of it. And like people are still looking towards you mm-hmm. as like the face of now strength and harmony. If, uh, at the same time, you're running all this backend stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have no ability to be the face and like be making right. your own content. And I feel like that's where a lot of um, business owners end up. Mm-hmm. Like so mm-hmm. focused on doing other things that kind of content ends thing. up yeah. getting put on the back burner, mm-hmm. especially if that's not like your forte. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's It's... Yeah, when you're someone that is similar to me and mm-hmm. tends to like the the day-to-day and the operations yeah, and the sales yeah. side of things and mm-hmm. the creativity and the marketing doesn't come natural, mm-hmm. it ends up on the back burner, which mm-hmm. is where, you know, where it ended up. Yeah. So anyways, you saw that yeah. space that needed to be filled for a lot of people mm-hmm. and these like really successful business owners mm-hmm. that have pretty mediocre content, if <laughs> any at all. Yeah. Um, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, how yeah. are these, like, dope people mm-hmm. not knowing what to do with their content? Because yeah, to yeah. you, like, it's easy. Like, I, I know what to do. Yeah. So you saw that space. Mm-hmm. And rather than taking the easier out and being like, 
well, easier out for you because you'd already done mm -hmm. it and like going back to, you know, just doing your health and fitness coaching and things like that. Mm -hmm. You were like, okay, how do I take this passion that was ripped away from me and you use that fall to put a trampoline under mm -hmm. you rather than splattering. You're like, boom, <laughs> and you flung yourself to the other yeah, side of that wall yeah. and you're like, okay, I see this hole, I'm going to fill it because mm -hmm. there's no, no one. No one's doing it like no, you. No, no. Literally yeah. no one. So, Which is like the opportunity and the scariest part at the same time. Yeah, because there's no roadmap. No, yeah. So let's dive into like what you're actually doing on yeah. the day to day. Yeah. So like I said at the beginning, if you guys see my content, Cage is the mastermind mm -hmm. behind this. And he is working locally and you've expanded to non-locally mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. people. So let's talk about what... Like, uh, like what we do. Yeah. Like locally. Absolutely. So first of all... I forget if like I had reached out to you or you'd reach out to me or how we even got into this, but I was like, I definitely need your help, yeah. <laughs> please. And you literally were so, and you are, I don't know why I'm talking past tense, but <laughs> it was such like a professional process. Thank you. Wow. You don't have ask anything. Like you sat down with me. We literally filled out this entire form mm -hmm. together of questions mm -hmm. that you had, which was honestly super special to me because I, if I would see that like big form and something that I had to fill out in very detail of something that mm -hmm. I'm already not good at, I'd probably mm -hmm. look at that and be like, and tomorrow, <laughs> you know, because I, I just, I don't even know where to go mm -hmm, with that. Mm -hmm. So you were able to sit down with me and like ask about things about my business, diving yeah. deeper into that, where my passions lie, what I want to talk about, what I don't want to talk about. We sat down for, I don't even know how long and went through that because mm -hmm. you really care about taking each person's content and voice mm -hmm. and making it individual to them yeah. rather than, you know, just these Things that you see all the time. This, yeah. yeah, like I'm, you know, you are more creative than mm -hmm. here's three ways to get in your protein today. You know, it's like that makes me want to vomit. Like, I don't want to talk about that. So you're really able to take it as an individual approach which mm -hmm. e with each person and create that vibe. Even like the energy is different for each person. Thank like you. Yeah. for me, I think it was a struggle for a long time to figure out what I want to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And we really nailed down that for me, it's just showing people that life isn't that serious. Yeah, this health and fitness journey really isn't like that serious. <laughs> like you can have fun with it yeah, yeah. and taking that approach. Uh, whereas like Jen, take, you know, you with her, mm -hmm. with her incredible like educational background, mm -hmm. you take a more like educational approach yeah, yeah. and you've done like different things for other people. So I guess walk through your process of what you do with people locally and then we'll dive into non-local. Yeah. So this was again, like going back to the situation of like the biggest opportunity was that no one was doing it. And the scariest thing is that no one was doing it. Mm. So walking into that, like setting this whole scene is essentially, and this, this goes to the story too of like, you're trying to remember like how we got into it. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> where, what was even the base of that? You're, you're one of the last ones I came to because I was like, I want to make sure that like this thing is truly built by the oh. time I come to Alex and offer it. Because <laughs> like, I don't want to like come in like super messy, even though I was like, I was starting messy. I knew I had to start messy. <laughs> Um, which is another like core principle that maybe we can talk about later. Um, I forget, forget what the core principle was gonna be. <laughs> I literally <laughs> just core principle. You know, <laughs> it was that was so quick gone. <laughs> oh, um, okay. That was impressive. I really oh, like that. <laughs> oh, messy action, maybe. Uh, maybe. Anyways. Oh, going slow. Oh, okay. Going okay. slow and, and really giving attention to building it out. Still pursuing messy action, mm -hmm. but going slow enough that like you give yourself enough time to uh, figure it out as mm -hmm. you're going, not overloading yourself with like like 14 people because I could have come yeah, to you in the yeah, beginning totally. and been like man like I, I have no money coming in like I should go right to Alex and just like start like doing something for her and then like, I'd be like you're hired yeah. <laughs> but you didn't want to do that I didn't want to because that wasn't ready there's a difference and this is a transition we're actually making in NLCA mm -hmm. right now with our core tenants is um, act first, which like really encompassed like mm -hmm. messy action. Mm -hmm. We're actually transitioning it to now at this point and where we are in business to intentional action. Ooh. So there gets to be a point in business mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, messy action has gotten me this far, mm -hmm. but now it really needs to be intentional. Yes. And I think that yes. you have a good balance of you take messy action when you, you. when you need to. Yeah. And when it's when it's necessary, mm -hmm. honestly, because you can't take everything super slow, you'll never mm -hmm. get anywhere. Mm -hmm. But then when you have things 
in place, then being very intentional about that is mm -hmm. something you're good at. So yeah, sorry, continue with yeah. where we were. Yeah, so it was like doing the, the first two, I did like two iterations where it was like for local people and it was like essentially just developing the service, the offer. So like that's why I didn't come to you because I, I didn't have a service or an mm -hmm. offer. And pretty much just like came to two people with like, hey, like you need content. And they're like, sure do. I was like, all right, I got a camera. Let's do this <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. Like I had, I had more of like an, a rough idea of like what can I provide. Mm -hmm. But it was more so just like a basic like, like I'm doing your videos. I'll do the editing here and there. Yeah. And oh, then I like, remember you filmed with Sean and Ayla once too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was like, that was when it was like starting to become yeah. like more professional. Of like yeah. this is something I'm going to start doing. Um, and then I had a conversation with Matt Shiver and mm -hmm. he was the first client actually mm -hmm. and he was the one who was like I just need someone to come record videos and that was like my kind of in the door of like mm -hmm. I can definitely do that yeah. and like that's easy okay so I'll go do that I'll go record videos and then do the editing process um, and I started working with Mallory and then it was like turning more so into this like content strategy thing mm -hmm. where like I, I walked in the door and like that was the biggest thing because like I had to get into the door to realize what the true need was yeah. because more than just someone saying like I need content it was walking in the door showing up to film the content and realizing of like hey i don't have time to figure out what the content is so right. like then helping with that process as well of like okay so now i am coming in to help you just with the production side of things of like obviously with the camera with the editing but now i want to help you now with this strategy and help that process evolve and make sure there's actually like a system and a strategy behind it because mm -hmm. as soon as i got into that door i saw like most of the strategy was just like like panic like freak people just like freaking out behind the doors of like i don't know what to do but like i gotta get a post up today like ah fuck fuck and like i felt that to extend myself too like yeah. when i was building the business but like now i got to see like everyone else was doing the same thing behind their own doors so i was like oh shit well it's actually funny that you say that because mm -hmm. if you guys are watching this and your new you know fitness coaches are listening to this mm -hmm. and you're like wow all of these like bigger business owners really have it locked down with their content. <laughs> yeah. Just know behind closed doors it is not like that most of the time, which Almost is never. why Cage is a godsend because mm -hmm. it's not like that. Yeah. And you were able to like peek behind the door because people will come to you and be like, yeah, I could use some help mm -hmm. with my content. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, I can help you with your content. You peek behind the door and you're like, wow, you really need help with your content. You need help with your strategy. You need help with like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just end so to end. you're like, oh, okay, uh -huh. that's what I'm going to be helping with. More <laughs> than just, I've got a camera, I'm going to film you. Yeah, yeah. Now it's transitioned to strategy. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, strategy. And like my long, long term vision is like to build this as like a true end to end like marketing sales machine where like I do ads, I do like email copy, I do everything. Because mm, I feel like wow. that's my, my true kind of ability to serve at the highest capacity is to build that and make sure everything is in alignment because that's like it's just funny like i'm like i opened up that closet i saw the panic freaking out behind the door and i'm just like slowly digging through all these boxes of like someone's business and like seeing like oh that kind of looks like that's causing some issues that is definitely causing some issues holy <laughs> fuck that needs change <laughs> yeah it's just like skeletons oh man um it's so, like i'm seeing these things now but like that it goes back to the, the core yeah. principle we were talking about earlier of like okay like i I, I can't fix that one yet. Like, I'm still going to yeah. focus over here, but, like, I see that in the future mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I'm building then, so the, the one I'm, I'm focusing the heaviest on right now is the strategy because, mm -hmm. like, I, I like started right. production, came into now strategy, so that's what I'm building out and then able to step into, like, people with you. Like, okay, so now I see this is the, the biggest problem. Let me start to solve that. And that's where I started then to branch out, like, helping you. Um, it really gave me then the foresight how to... <laughs> just help in this way and yeah. it's like that has been the hardest thing more than anything because of who I am and like going back to what we talked about earlier of like keeping everything super individuality based where mm -hmm. it's like everyone is so fucking different that I work mm -hmm. with and trying to I think I told you this earlier too the enemy of creativity is scale and I'm trying to scale mm -hmm. totally. in a very creative space which is is just difficult because yeah as who I am, like, I want to make sure I'm, I'm, again, serving to the highest capacity. Mm -hmm. And to do that, it's like, you got to give a super individualized approach. Um, so I'm f trying to figure out right now, more than anything, like the, the foundational strategy I can set someone up with that is going to be, as soon as you can accomplish this, then you're ready for the more individual based. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what like working with you has been like more helpful than anything with, like I can now apply these principles to everyone else that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. So like, that's the, the testament to the messy action of just like, yeah. continue, just like keep on going like find a problem try to figure it out fuck up and then actually figure it out then put that in your repertoire of like tools that you can now use and then continue that process and like that's what i'm working towards right now um 
is to build that strategy further. So, yes, mm-hmm. I love it. And that has gone into then like working with people non locally mm-hmm. because you know you were really focused on the production side and like mm-hmm. the filming and things like that, but. Now you've dove into what the people actually need, mm-hmm. which is another lesson where it's, you know, in your marketing, you market for what people think they want, mm-hmm. but then you give them what they actually need. Yeah, yeah. And so you are like, yeah, I help you with filming your content and things <laughs> like that. And then you get in and it's like, oh no, you actually need yeah, this yeah. like strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. So now that you're able to like see that, mm-hmm. you've been able to dive into the strategy side of things with people that are non-local and you've got mm-hmm. you know clients now all over the country that you're working with mm-hmm. with that, which is really cool. <laughs> shout out Kayla Diamond. Yeah, shout out <laughs> Minnesota baby. <laughs> so what do you, like, I guess if I'd ask you, what do you mm-hmm. prefer? Do you prefer to be able to do both and give the strategy, but also be able to have the creativity behind the filming Ooh, side yeah. of things? This is, this is a conversation I've had with one of my friends um, who's also in the career space, Tyler, mm-hmm. who's doing the, the, the weddings. And one of the hardest decisions I've had to make, quite honestly, is deciding to put all my skill points, which you can just equate to more so time than anything. So put all my skill points into building the business and hiring people in to do like more of like the creative roles and like kind of give that off in a sense. Yeah. Only because I fucking love the creative side more than almost anything. And I say almost because I love the business side just that yeah. little bit more. Oh, just that little okay. bit more, which like is like the hardest decision because they're so close neck to neck. And like those mm-hmm. are the nights where like I stayed up until 6 a.m. just editing yeah. a video because it was so fun. And like, I love that creative side of it. So it, this isn't like just banishing that creative side forever. It's more so of like kind of just sitting down. Like I, th- I think we all have this moment as like a business owner where it's just like this is the work I have to do now in order to set myself up in the future for X scenario, whatever mm-hmm. that might be in your situation. So like that's my kind of situation right now where it's like it's it's not saying like I hate the business side by any means. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. It's more challenging I think than the creative mm-hmm. side, but it's also like now with my experience too, like I'm ready for that challenge. So like that's why I'm facing that head on, um, and it's really fucking exciting too because I'm finding things like as along the road as I face that challenge is like almost more fulfilling than I thought the creativity part would be of like I hired my brother as my editor and like that is one of the coolest things in the entire world that Mm -hmm. I could do in my position just from like like the the big brother role too and just like even if he was my brother to provide an opportunity for someone to step into your business Mm -hmm. to kind of come into their own like because it's something that he now loves and like Mm -hmm. he's finding passion and he's having the question in his mind he's like could this be my career forever and he's like having these like exciting moments so to be the business owner and face that challenge for the opportunity of like giving others the chance to like step into their roles where they can then like be better than even I could at the creativity I I told my friends this I told Jen this I I think I might told you too it's like my brother as the editor he could be 14 times better than I could. I fucking love it. And if mm-hmm. I put all my time and attention into it, maybe I could do it as well. But it's like the, the business would crumble because like that's where all my attention is. Right. So giving someone else the opportunity to be better than I am mm-hmm. within like totally. a kind of like house that allows them to not worry about the other things of like, I'm going to go figure out the business thing. As long as you can fill this role and just fucking crush it, then like we're going to crush it together. And watching that just kind of build into this like ecosystem is really cool. So I think that's something I'm super excited for in the future is to continue like that hiring process. It's yeah. super daunting. <laughs> like that's one of the new challenges in that like leading story and arc. Managing. Like mm-hmm. leading of over managing really mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like being that leader and that role model for them is huge. And yeah. it's like one of the most rewarding things as mm-hmm. a business owner is hiring people and giving them that opportunity mm-hmm. to shine and do something that they absolutely love and are passionate about and giving yeah. them an actual like income like a life income like I'm sorry that's on me that's crazy but it's such like a a special thing Mm -hmm. and a rewarding thing as a business owner to be able to do that especially for your own Mm -hmm. brother so now that you have things locked in you're absolutely crushing it you're doing this on the day-to-day you're building out your staff how can or are you even taking on more clients like how can people (sighs) work with you (laughs) do you have an application are you like dm me on instagram like if someone wanted Mm -hmm. to get a strategy session from Mm -hmm. you 
Is that even something you're doing and how would they go about doing that? This is like the, like I'm, I'm at a, so again, like this arc as I'm building the business is just like a constant process of like, okay, new split decision. Like, do I go this way? Do I go this way? I'm at one of the decisions right now where it's like, with a question of like, how do you work with me? It is more exclusive right now and I'm kind of like, closed doored mm-hmm. right now because like if you look at my Instagram it's just like you'll see some like the behind the scenes yeah. stuff but like even like the comments that you're on there you're like oh you're making content now it's like <laughs> as me like I just typed in like my strategy is if it's for funsies I'll do it mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's no strategy mm-hmm. to my page so if you jump onto my page it's like this guy does content yeah you're like huh <laughs> but then look at the people you work with exactly but... so all my work is on my clients pages like that's it's one of those things where it's like I think fitness coaches can relate with this too sometimes it's like as soon as you start a coaching business and now you you have 100 people that you're coaching, you wake up one day and you're like, oh, I haven't been to the gym in five days. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I haven't been on a plan in two months. Yeah. Oh, shit. So it's like that kind of thing, um, which is now where I'm like kind of at this crossroads because I've built a couple things where it's like I've done the local stuff, like full on like content strategy, production, editing, whole nine steps with you guys. Mm-hmm. I've done the kind of countrywide thing where like I have Kayla fly in now and I'm doing that side. And I started to do consulting as well which took the entire production side out of it. Mm. Because again, opening up that closet door and seeing like, okay, this is what people are actually freaking out about. Being able to solve for that is still gonna be one of the biggest things that I can do. And that's why I started started consulting. And when I say consulting, it's like a weird word, but more so just like on that content strategy for those people. Um, And that has been, I think, still the biggest mission that I'm set to conquer. I'm still putting that behind a closed door for now. I'm not really taking on any more people. Um, I have a bunch of audits that I'm getting to. So if you're listening to that, or you, you sent, submitted an audit, it's coming. But I, I literally sent a video to people that have submitted an audit with me because like that's a step, the first step process yeah. in my consulting package is like you'll submit an audit. I'll do like a quick run through. Um, I haven't got back to those yet because I'm still building out the like individual individual approach of like okay, how do I approach each of these people in the most individual way to serve them again at the highest capacity? Yeah, and figure Figuring that out has been difficult. So I think what I'm going to do, difficult not in the way of like I can't do it, but I think it's like I'm looking at this problem in a very like linear way of like, okay, I can go this way and figure it out this way. Like I have like the the couple consulting guys I'm working with and continue that process. Mm -hmm. Or there's like this other way where if like I step back a second, keep that, that door closed and I maybe shouldn't even say this because I get a lot of <laughs> this. This isn't to come yet, so I don't know if I. Uh, <laughs> this you don't have this to say is it. commitment. If I say it, that's why. <laughs> Saying it out loud. <laughs> Fuck. This is an, a podcast, Coach Club podcast yeah. exclusive. <laughs> oh this is a moment. Fuck it. Okay. Um, okay. So, like, what my plan now? <laughs> Shit, I gotta commit to this. <laughs> this moment. All right. Um, so, like, th- that door is still closed for the time okay. being. Okay. I think in the month going forward, it might slowly crack open to those people yeah. that have submitted an audit just because I'm still progressing forward in that linear path, but I'm putting more attention on this kind of side route that is <laughs> maybe starting again, like my not own coaching company, uh-huh. but like a spinoff of something I started when I was doing the coaching which was like a, to keep it very high level, to not go like too in-depth on it, it's like a, kind of like an accountability group thing. Okay. Um, it's more than that, but it, it would be an opportunity more so than anything to build that, to act as my credibility, because the last thing I want to do in this industry is be the guy that like posts up of like, here's your three hooks to use for your new content. No, yeah. That like makes my skin crawl. Yeah. And I see so many people doing that of like, yeah. I'm the because content that's strategist. that's what gets views. That's what gets views. And I, it, these, this is where we can get into like the really practical side of things right now. Like there's so many people doing that. And like those reels are like blowing up on Instagram. And it's like, here's your seven hooks or use this new strategy of like, do these, this four seconds and put something in the caption like that's working and people are blowing up their entire accounts based off of being like now a content strategist. I say that makes my skin crawl because those people are blowing up only because there's an overflow of people on the market looking for these hacks and these secrets. Yeah. So they're looking to someone who's going to tell them. But then the people that them, use that content accounts aren't blowing up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like I want to not be the content strategist and like be that front runner of like, look at me, I'm the content strategist. Mm. Like, ah, this is my content. I'm blowing up because I'm talking about content strategy. Because that, I don't want to like write it off as like it's easy, but like that is so easy to just kind of appeal to people of like, follow me and I'll get you these X views yeah. when in reality you're my entire credentiality or my entire credentials is just based off of my own stuff blowing up being the kind of strategies, which is bullshit. Cause like right. you said, people that are using those strategies aren't blowing up for shit. 
Right, so you want your work to speak for itself. I want my work to speak for ourselves. So that's why this, this side route is essentially launching like kind of a second company <laughs> to act as my credentials to say like, here, I'm gonna apply instead of like putting to like Instagram real of like, this is what you should do, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go do it and then allow that to be its own thing. So like not even just like on that page, like I'll make no remarks to myself. I'll still be like the face of it. Mm -hmm. But then on my personal page, that's where then I'll break down like strategies that I'm using to build You're that out thing. yourself to exactly, be able to yeah. actually give legit stuff. So exactly. you heard it here first, folks. Um, <laughs> if you want to work with Cage in the mm -hmm. future, currently it's a little, a little closed, closed off mm -hmm. um, because he is trying to nail some things down mm -hmm. and have that intentional action moving mm -hmm. forward. But it sounds like you pretty much have a wait list going on right now. So if you do yeah, so want to the, work, the application or the audit is on my main profile yeah. if you want to submit that. It's just I just will not a yeah, submitting. Yeah, yeah, there's a waitlist for it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am excited to even like have you on in the future to be able to talk yeah. more about what my, you're doing because you're constantly commitment. evolving yep. and like changing and to see mm -hmm. where everything that we've talked about today is yeah. going and how you are continuing to change the lives of other health mm. and fitness coaches and their businesses. But I have one last question for you before Ooh. we wrap up. And that question is, how many hours of your life <laughs> do you think you've spent eating Chipotle? <laughs> I love this. This is like an engineered question for me. Oh, fuck. Um, this was like really reeling because like I was doing my taxes last year. Like I was, I was going oh my through gosh, all of my, whole... I was going through all of my bank statements and the <laughs> amount of times I saw it in there was like a little bit of a revealing moment. In my prime, I was going at least four to five times a week. <laughs> if, like four to seven okay. times to be realistic. Okay. Four to seven. <laughs> it could have happened like here and there, like where it's like a week straight. Um, hour wise, oh man. Or how many days? Maybe we should just, how many months do you think you've spent eating <laughs> Every Ever since I've been down here, it's been a staple. Maybe like year two going forward, it's been a staple. So that's like five years of my life. Okay. I average it across, like maybe it ends up being like two times per week okay. for a span of five so years. Like a hundred times a year at least. 250. So at least 500 times. If you're spending like an hour eating 500 hours, how many days is that? <laughs> you do the math. I don't where's your, have a calculator, where's your calculator? on me. I you know, have that thing on I you? <laughs> I can't even say I keep that thing on me because I don't even have it on me. But here we are. Many, many months thing. eating too. <laughs> I love it. Well, Cage, I super appreciate you being on here. I'm so stoked to have you on in the future to see like how all this unravels in Thank your you. journey. And I think that your journey is one that's really special and that our listeners can relate to because you've been able to continue to be so resilient and mm -hmm. continue to get back up and take messy action, turn it into intentional action and build what you have today. So I appreciate you. And I appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ha <laughs> ha!